The Varsity Brews podcast is back. We are live. It's a World Cup edition. We're talking football and football. (laughs) What's going on, American football. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Evan Sharpley, Vahid Sadrazadi, the Varsity Brews podcast. we got a crowd here today from USA and Wales. Game one. Is that what it's called? I don't know, like, the lingo, honestly, man. You're asking the wrong guy. (laughs) It's it's. <laughs> Who's your team that you got on the bottom of your World Cup? Month? I picked Argentina. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, it's the baby blue and white for me. That is, and they have a couple of good soccer players on the and team the sun too. and the sun. Yeah, yeah. Sun. right in the middle of it. I don't know. Is that like Philadelphia? Somewhere is going crazy over here. Probably U- USA. It was here. They were going crazy here. <laughs> what? They were going crazy. <laughs> Uh, we are live at Westwind Brewery Company in Elkhart. Of course, we are nearing Thanksgiving, and that means Notre Dame and USC is coming up this weekend. The Irish, 44 nil. Wow. 44-0. 44-0. Uh, putting up a bunch of points, but no block punts against oh. Boston College. Yeah, but if you, if you have three interceptions, that's okay. <laughs> you don't need to block a punt. <laughs> Benjamin Morrison You're already taking the ball from the other team. Work. Right. So Notre Dame moves to 8-3. Three on the season, they move up to like thirteen. I, I can't believe they're eight and three. Eight and three, they're thirteen. So, so here's a couple of questions for you. Obviously, as we're getting into this here in the Varsity Brews podcast, we're we're of course talking beer with Aaron West, uh, the owner and founder of, of Westwind here in just a bit. But we're talking football first in the American kind, and we're talking a little bit about the Irish, Evan. If, if we were sitting here earlier in the season and saying the Irish are going to be 8-3 and three before the season started, before Marshall, before Stanford, we would have all said, fantastic. Right. Well, and I, I mean, that's where I was. I mean, it's been a solid program now for five-plus years, so you're going to say around that 9 or 10 win, uh, that, that threshold there, and then, you know, if you're able to play well against, you know, one of the two teams I think that most people circled prior to the season – you know, you could say maybe, you know, going 11 and 1. Um, so, but follow, following Marshall, though, I mean, I'll, I was a doubter for sure. I mean, they, they really had to right the ship, take a hard look at who they were. And so what we saw then, you know, about midway through the season was establishing what their identity was. And a lot of that started with just controlling the line of scrimmage. Uh, you, you know, you look at what the defense has done. Uh, and creating turnovers, special teams kind of being an arm of that as well. Uh, And then a very consistent offense where it's been, we're going to control the line of scrimmage, we're going to run this ball down your throat, and by the third and fourth quarter, you're going to have a tough time with this. I mean, I did call it. You did. You've been pretty spot on with it. Well, and and honestly, nothing short of, again, I don't want to say this, but, you know, when, when Jason Garrett is calling him a game manager, right, I mean... That's worked to their benefit, I think. It, it really has worked to their benefit to have, you know, when when Michael Mayer is open, you give the ball throw to Mike Herman. Yeah. You, you throw once in a while to... Off off of the run, though, right? Off it's, of the it's run. It's play action, then push the ball down the it's field. It's all off the run. But what is, I mean, what part of that is the offensive line gelling? And what sure. part of that is... You know, listen, we have a strong running back room, and they're going to get it done. Well, I think, you know, the running back room was strong to start. It was a little bit of acclimating as a group. Um, you know, we know what Harry Heastan brings to the table. You know, one of, the, one of the best offensive line coaches there's ever been. Um, and, you know, I've been around him. 
I know him personally. I mean, his attention to detail is second to none. So it took, but it took a little bit of time. There were questions early on, um, but I also think part of the identity at that point was we maybe we think we need to throw more than we do. And the offensive line, they really had a tough time protecting the quarterback. What we know now is they should have just been running the ball every down and then trying to set up set up the pass. Play action pass. Play action pass down the field when they need to. So um, it's it's been, you know, we saw some early growing pains, but I think where the offense is right now, they know exactly who they are. And, and they'd be silly to not against USC just, you know, hand number seven the ball all day <laughs> since the do your job tweet oh, notre dame has lost one game is that right stanford game yeah which is still pretty terrible but yes one <laughs> loss <laughs> um so the irish let me throw some stats at you all right so since 1996 18 tight ends have reached 2,000 yards receiving in a career only one has done it in three seasons. Probably guess who that is. Hold on. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Mayer, the it's only Mayers. one. Yeah. Uh, with five interceptions this season, your favorite football player, Benjamin Morrison, is one of eight players tied Does for second. Does he have second. a nickname yet? I don't think so. He needs one. I mean, I'll tell you what, best, man. If I was him, best I'd, defensive back in the country. I, I mean, don't know if my chest could get any bigger walking around <laughs> campus after the way he's played recently. Five interceptions <laughs> in two games. It, literally the greatest interception season by a player since Manti. Manti in 2012, who had seven. That's still unreal. I mean, where was he? I mean, all over the field. Um, and then let me throw another stat at you. This is, I mean, it wasn't just under Brian Kelly. This is a November team. 19 straight wins in November, 28 straight wins over ACC teams, five states uh, straight senior day wins, and two straight wins that are shutouts on senior day. Getting it done. It's nice to see they're getting it done at home and also not playing down to the level of their competition. This is definitely not the same team that played Stanford or Marshall. Yeah, they want – got to believe they want the, those back right there. They do. I mean, it would be a completely different season. If and they, listen. I mean, they would be in the national – they would be in the playoff hunt if it wasn't yeah, 400%. <laughs> and here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll play uh, – instead of devil's advocate, we'll call it the Darren Pritchett. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tells if, you all you if need Brian, to know. If Brian, if Brian Kelly was Nothing. still in South Bend, okay. what would Notre Dame's record be right now? I don't buy it. <laughs> I, don't, I do not buy it at all. No, no, no. And, and listen, I, I was talking to a, a couple of friends today, and we were having a lively text debate. Okay, You know when you get on those lively yeah. text debate and you're not backing down for anything? <laughs> I, I was talking to a friend of mine who knows football, and, and we were chatting, and that friend said, oh, we're not emotionally ready for LSU. We're not ready for what Brian Kelly is going to I strongly disagree. If there was ever a time we were ready, now, the friend did make a good point. 
We might not have Michael Mayer for the bowl game. We might mm. not have Isaiah Foskey for the bowl game. But if they play LSU, they might play. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I said in, in the text. I think if they play LSU in the bowl I game, think those guys those play. Those guys 100% I think they do. play. At least for a half. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think we are ready emotionally as a fan base. Everything else, I think we are ready to play LSU. Tiger bait. Tiger bait. That is a possibility. We beat USC. I think there is a possibility yep. to play LSU in a, in a New Year's Six Bowl That'd game. Be, um, ratings would be great. Ratings would be <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> Wherever it is, they'll be traveling. I can tell you, both fan bases travel great. You know NCAA wants that. Yes, so they do. Badly. Uh, let me Along those same lines, though, let me ask you about playing in bowl games. How important is it to the players? Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're watching their draft status and, hey, I don't want to get hurt, all that. But, I mean, should in your opinion, should they play? Should they? Is it up to them? I mean, where, where are you with this? There's a lot of ways this can go. I mean, I, I think we're, at, we're having to answer this question because of how many, number one, because of how many bowls there are now. And we know why the bowls are in place, and it's all about money, right? So it, it starts there. We didn't. The first player I believe that sat out would have been was Christian McCaffrey, if I remember. He was the first one to really make a push for that. Yes, and it, back then it was well. So that's what I'm saying huge. is, and you know, when I was playing, that wasn't really on the table. If you, if you were going to a bowl, you were going to your playing. Yeah. Okay. I will say this, and this was right around the same time that McCaffrey that conversation occurred. And it might have even been the same year, but we were not, or we were bowl eligible barely. You're but, six, six and five. But we, yeah, we voted as a team whether we were gonna, if we got invited, we're gonna accept a bid. So this is same year, uh, Clawson Tate left early, and how so they, how do they leave that up to the player? I mean, no, I mean, I'm not like talking trash against the player. No. I'm just saying like. Because there's so much money involved with these bowl games, well, why, why are they leaving it up to the players? I think to in vote? this in this circumstance, given that we already knew that Weiss was getting fired, it was more of, do we want to? And I'd say it was probably a mixed bag. I don't know that you know the staff that was still there, maybe their thoughts on it, but. You know, if there are guys like Clawson and Tate and their focus that is shifting to the NFL. And Weiss was on his way out? He was already fired. He was already gone. So, like, for us, and, and I, I would have voted. I mean, I voted to play because, you know, if you want to go get ready for the NFL draft, cool, but there are probably some guys, this might be their last football experience. So let's go play. And that's where I was with it. Um, I think it was a little more unique in that setting, but, you know, McCaffrey really shifted that whole conversation. So it started with, here's this expansion of bowls where initially, what, it was it was a privilege, really, to, to get invited to a bowl because there weren't that many. Now there's, I mean, I think the bowl games start in early December. Really they literally now. start in a couple weeks. Yeah. December so, 16th. But here and here, but here's why programs and and coaches love bowl games. Yeah, is you get an extra month working with your team of actual practice. Because if you say no, you're then shut down. Now you can start to do weightlifting and whatnot, but you don't have practices. 
How much does that play into next year? I mean, truly. Well, listen, it's been overplayed on the media side of if you, even if you win a bowl game, do you have momentum going into the offseason? You really don't because there are guys that graduate and leave. You have new players that are coming in that are not part of it. Does the spring game do anything? Spring either? game's stupid, too. Shows you absolutely nothing. Listen. But Steve Angeli, I mean, <laughs> the comeback... I threw for like 175. I threw for more yards than Brady Quinn going into his senior season. You think I was going to see the field? No. Doesn't show anything. I mean, it could show glimpses, but. Oh, come on, man. We got more than a glimpse of you. We, we, listen, you should have been the starter. I'm saying it out loud on the podcast. Uh, 175 yards in in the blue gold game? Come on, baby. Come on, man. Let's go. Come on. Well, Notre Dame, 44 to nothing, handily beat Boston College. Now they go to USC, who kind of has had some dogfights through the season. It's a great game against UCLA. A great game against UCLA, one of, the, one of the games of the year. Uh, where do you see this Notre Dame team finishing? Do you see them beating USC on the road? They're five-point dogs right now. Yeah, I actually, I, I do. I, feel, I have a good feeling about it right now. Oh, boy. You, you know, know, I know. Come about on. It. Well, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say it's going to be a... I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah. But go, I, I, playing at USC right now, it's not an intimidating environment. Okay? No, not at all. It, it, it really isn't. Um, and, and even in their heyday, it wasn't... It was their team was really good. But the stadium itself, even the fan base to a certain extent, it's not overly intimidating. Well, in the LA Coliseum, if you've ever been there... It's awful. It's kind of a, I mean... It's a dump. It's no, it's a dump. dump. I'll it say it's a dump. It is kind of a dump. They spray paint the grass green. They are in the process of redoing it. I hope so. But even now, in the process of redoing Because I was part of in the process when they Wait, redid they the Rose Bowl. Paint? They spray They spray paint the grass. Wow. So it looks green. I'm telling you, half of it was dead. That's Field of Dream style right <laughs> it there. It was bad. It was bad. So anyways, I like the blueprint, the blueprint right now that Notre Dame has on offense, and it's going to be establishing the run. Yep. You know, Logan Diggs, another game over 100 yards. Estimates, he's a freaking beast, obviously. Um, and, and I think just how they use their running backs, you know, getting Chris Tyree involved too, making sure – we, we bring up game manager, and it's that's really what it is, is it's don't be the reason why you lose. Yeah, right. You're probably going to throw the ball in that 20 to 25 attempt range. You need to complete 18 to 20 of your passes. Hopefully 10 of those are to Michael Mayer, um, but it's going to be setting up the play-action pass down the field, mm-hmm. winning some one-on-ones here and there, um, but wearing that defensive front out for, for USC. And you saw, I mean, USC caused what? They had three interceptions against a really good quarterback. Right. And still only won by three points. So if you're Notre Dame, it's let's make sure we don't turn the ball over. We control the line of scrimmage. We control the ball. And then as good as Caleb William is, Notre Dame's played pretty well against dual threat quarterbacks, really quarterbacks in general. Being Except able the second to, half of Navy. Well, yeah, <laughs> which you wouldn't have thought that, right? Right. <laughs> but but you've got, obviously, I mean, you're going to have to create some pressures. Yes. But if you can get a turnover and then stick to the blueprint of controlling the ball, I think that if Notre Dame keeps it in the 30s or below, I think they're going to have a good shot of winning. If this ends up being a shootout, which I, I guess it very much could be, Notre Dame's going to have to get those chunk yards through running the football. I think um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I do think so. Notre Dame is five games, 
five straight games with uh, 35 straight points, or 35 points. Five straight games with 35 points. I think they're going to make it six, and I think it's not going to be close. I think it's going to be. You a, think so? I think it's going to be a two touchdown. I think Clemson is way better than USC. I think North Carolina is better than USC. I think USC is overrated, and I think Notre Dame goes in there. They're not intimidated by the environment. They, they held. Be. They held Ohio State to 20. What? One 26 points, whatever it was, on the road, first game of the season. I think it's at least a two-touchdown win, and I think we go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. That's my Book it now. Book it (laughs) now. Book it now. (laughs) Book it. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Book it. But we'll find out because, I mean, I've been wrong in the past. So Well, you've been pretty sharp this year, I'd say. We haven't been counting our wins and losses. No. No. We don't. Probably. We don't do that. Oh, maybe, the maybe we. I mean, we could. We could check back and see where we are. I mean, I did predict them to win fifteen to six in one game. So that is true. Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice baseball score. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, by the way, I would be remiss if I didn't self-promote our big show coming up, and it's going to be live here at Westwind Brewery. We are inviting all of you who are listening to come on in, support a great local business, and you too could be the winner of the grand prize. That's right. There's going to be prizes here. I, I like where we're going with this. Ugly sweater contest. I already have mine picked out. I do too. You have yours picked out yeah. as well. Actually, uh, I have two. I, I got to decide. We'll see. So December 15th is the day. That's a Thursday. A thirsty Thursday. Come on into Westwind Brewery. Plus, plus, if that wasn't enough, there's more. A new beer slash ice delay yes. is going to be on tap. Yeah, and it's got some true varsity brews and blues. Whipped cream. That's all I'm saying, gentlemen. Yeah. Whipped cream. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So you want to be here whip December? Cream <laughs> That's right. I, I don't know if anybody's going to be wearing a whipped cream bikini or not. That's that'd be quite a sweater. T- <laughs> Are you sure it's a sweater? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that would be a great well, sweater. I know what I'm wearing now. <laughs> <laughs> December 15th, of course, you're going to see it uh, on social media pages and whatnot. But we're going to be back here on the Varsity Brews podcast. Aaron West is going to join us here at some point to talk about some new beers that he's got, including Paloom. Paloom. And this is the way. Yes. We'll show you the way when we come back on the Varsity Brews podcast. Our crowd today. Woohoo! Hey! There we go. Hey. Let's the mic. Hey, if you can hear us, raise your hand. Can you hear us? If everybody can hear us, raise your hand. Can oh, you hear all us? Right. Can they hear us over here? Can you hear us in the back? Oh, wow. This is going to be fun. This is the first time we've actually ever gone live where we're actually to hear our you know, bloopers. Bloopers? We, we don't have any of those. <laughs> what? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> We are live in the Varsity Brews podcast. Woo-hoo. What's going on, everybody? Right. Hey, we don't hear you back there. I definitely don't hear John. Cheers. How do we feel about the United States tie with Wales? Mixed reviews, right? Mixed review. How do we feel about the beer, though? Aaron West joins us here on the Varsity Brews podcast. How do we feel about the beer? What's going on, guys? Uh, now we're super excited, man. It's holiday week, uh, you know, and so it's uh, what better way to kick it off with 
uh, Varsity Bruce podcast. Uh, we got a group of uh, the Alcona guys that stopped by today. I met the, all these fun people here uh, over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, I got a nice little crowd kicking uh, to get, get things going. Well, the only thing that would have made it uh, even more special was the United States win. I'll tell you what, man. They blow that game in the last few minutes. <laughs> that was too bad. Yeah. Well, we're here to talk football and football. Football and football, yeah. yeah. Football is life, right? Evan and I were like, man, we're so jealous this weekend. You've got so many good things to talk about. The Detroit <laughs> so Lions I know. <laughs> and your Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, uh, Big Blue going Some in. Some controversy, though, apparently. Yeah, there is. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> what happened? Well, apparently there was a missed call, too. Yeah. Two missed calls. Two missed calls. So they, they, Brett, well, they Brett hung wasn't on. too happy. Yes, the they field did. goal, they they, they sneak past. We got Notre Dame fans over there. No. Oh, oh no, no Notre Dame fans. Oh, we're mixed here at uh, Westwood well, Brewery. All right, raise your hand if you're a Notre Dame fan. All right, we got one. Hey, Notre, we got two, two Notre, Notre Dame, Dame fans. fans. How we many, got Michigan fans. How in many the house? Michigan fans we got? Oh, oh we got three. Hoosier, we got a Hoosier fan. Oh, in okay. house. There we go. Oh. We got about three or four. <laughs> oh, Purdue too. Boiler up. Yeah. Okay. Any Wisconsin fans in the <laughs> I think there's only one Wisconsin oh, fan. Oh boy. The bad news bears over here. But listen, your guys hang on. They play, you know, conservative football to say the least. Yeah, I mean, sim- similar games. We just kind of kept waiting though. We, yeah. it was like, like we were waiting for the hey Michigan. Okay, it's second yeah, quarter, second and you, we know that you don't play well. And yeah, third quarter comes along, and uh, yeah, Michigan did get it going. My biggest concern though out of that game coming out of the game is Blake Corum. So if he's going to play, I mean, yeah. yeah, I got hit in the knee. I mean, obviously he's the heart and soul of our of our run game. And as the games are colder, and you, you know, people are seem to seeming to be reverting to the running game uh, versus everything else. That um, gets got me a little bit nervous going. And if we don't have him, that, that changes the game completely. I mean, your thoughts, Evan? <laughs> nice. We've definitely upgraded. We've even got sound effects. <laughs> How worried are you going into the game? I'm going to tell you what. I, I, I'm not worried at all because here's what I'll tell you. I do believe that Michigan's a good football team. I mean, I do believe they're going to play Ohio State very, very tough. I do believe that um, it is going to be a very close game. I think within probably three to seven points. Um, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm just going to say, Michigan's going to win this game. I know everybody thinks I'm crazy. As long as Blake Corn plays, I mean, I really do feel that. I know it's going to be at Ohio State. But I think I saw, like, a statistic that uh, uh, Ohio State was, like, you know, they were showing, like, McCarthy to, to you know, J.J. or to uh, C.J. Shroud. And, and, like, the comparison, they're like, Michigan's going to lose this game. I'm like, there's no way. I said, they're going to give them a run for their money. We all know Ohio State plays very well at home. Mm-hmm. It's a big game. It's probably the biggest game of college football, right? I mean, let's call it what it is. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This year? This year. I mean, this Absolutely. year. I think that's fair to say, right? I mean, you got two unranked teams. There's not been, you know, that are going up, and whoever wins that game is probably going to. So this is a question for both of you. Okay. Uh, Evan, what do you think about this? It, does the loser of this game, if it's a close game, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... does the loser of this game get a playoff invite as well, even though they're not going to the championship game? Because they have done that before with Alabama, remember? They have, yeah. 2006, I just want to bring that up. 2006, I think we talked about it earlier. And the earlier what do you think? I, say, I mean, it, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Two teams with very similar resumes, really similar builds, I, yeah, because I mean, as long as you don't get blown out. Hey, look at TCU; they barely won too, right? So, three of the four top teams barely won, right? But TCU could win, could lose the Big Twelve championship. 
USC could lose to Notre Dame, which we both called that they will lose to Notre Dame <laughs> this next weekend. So where does that leave Ohio State, Michigan? Where does that leave the top two teams in the country, two of the top teams in the country? Yeah, that's a, it, it's a great comparison. I mean, it, it, let's just say Go Michigan goes in there and actually does do what most of Vegas doesn't think they're going to do. And it's Monday, so spread's not out yet, right? Um, but uh, let's just say they do win. Let's say they win by, you know, seven points. I mean, to me, does that put Ohio State, I mean, they... they in it, I mean, I, I think it's got to be a, a, a topic of conversation, right? I think it's yeah. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a big topic of conversation. You know, I mean, I mean it's going it's to be really hard. Well, how, how do you leave one of those teams out? With well, they're one talking loss? TCU, USC. I mean, when you look past one, two, right? Whatever two is going to be at the yeah. end of this week. Yep. Georgia, Michigan, or Ohio State. Yeah. Then who you got? TCU. And then who's who's five? Five is uh, five is Tennessee, LSU, LSU. LSU. Yeah. Oh, your boy. <laughs> Which they're they're kind Which, of, they right now they're lose kind of, the championship game. But too. they're kind of the wild card right now. What, I mean, what if they run the table and beat Georgia? Are you gonna say they won't? Okay. Well, I know hey, that, but I, I told a friend that that's a possibility that they're LSU. I mean, hey, Kelly's got to click it, man. If, if that happens, what? Yeah, what, what scenario happens then? You got a two loss LSU team. They're I, gonna expand to eight. We, this we, year. we talked about my uh, <laughs> controversial text that I sent out to a friend earlier today, <laughs> yeah. and I called LSU overrated. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, he, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but he thinks there's no chance for Brian Kelly going to the playoffs. <laughs> no, he wants to see Notre Dame play them in a bowl I game. I do. I really want to That's see Notre Dame wants. play. That's all he wants for Christmas. <laughs> It's going to happen. That it's and a Varsity Brews beer. Oh. I got a Varsity Brews beer, and I've got a uh, – what What are we calling this? Uh, this is the uh, WWE World Cup Beer Club membership. It is a temporary membership that we're only selling. I think we only got like five left. It's, so it's, better it's get on limited that. time, if five left. If you don't have one, you need to get one because they're going to be gone before the end of the evening. So, yeah, we uh, this is something pretty cool that we did. Um, it's 50 bucks. You get you get to keep the glass at the end of the, end of the tournament, but – Kind of growing up playing uh, football, the the, the the original football, I guess, in the world that I grew up in, a.k.a. soccer. Um, we're switching over a little. Football. Football. Football is life. Um, but, uh, yeah, we decided to have a, it was something cool. They're, they're pint glasses, but it's a replica glass of the World Cup. And uh, we're doing it kind of as a uh, fun thing to kick off the holiday weekend. And 50 bucks, you can buy the glass, you get a buck off a beer all the way through the World Cup. So, already trust good. me. 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> Evan's already like paid for half his so far. So. <laughs> and you pick a team too? No, you know, just we, we just figured it, it came with stickers and you know, and we're just I like, like yeah, just we figured we have some fun and uh, you know, talk through it. You know, who's your team, Vahid? Well, my, listen. <laughs> I know I say listen a lot when I'm trying. You do to, say listen when, <laughs> when I'm when I'm trying to make an argument. I say listen a lot, and I get it. But hey, Iran. Was not fortunate this morning. <laughs> what was that score? Six to two. It was four to. Z- I literally turned it on at the thirty-minute mark. It was four to nil. No kidding. Yeah, it was four to nil, and then it, it ended up six. To- there you go. They're they're the bottom of Group B, four goal differential. Yeah, letting them four goals is rough. <laughs> well, four goal differential. <laughs> so how are they going to make that up against any of these teams? They're not. Probably so not. yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> but uh, who's your team? Uh, you know, I, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm from the U.S. So I got to go U.S., right? Okay. Um, I, I don't believe the U.S. will win the World Cup. I think they'll make a good run like they always do. I do believe, here, I'm going to make this prediction, though, they're, they're going to beat England. So they're going to be, beat England by a goal. That's a hot take. Yeah. It, 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 it'll be, uh, they're going to beat England in a, by a goal in regulation, no PKs. So I'm, that's what I'm calling. 
And I do believe that uh, that'll be the big one for a, a USA wow. to get out of the group. That is a hot take. Who do I think is going to win it all? Yep. <sighs> Argentina. So that's there you go. That's, right. that's what he's drinking right oh, now. He, look at Evan's Evan. got Argentina. I didn't even see that you had Argentina on there. Yeah, uh, yeah I think, I'm thinking that it's got to be Argentina, man. All right. Well, this is it's pretty special here. This mug club. Yeah. Super cool. We, five left. Yeah, I think there's five or six left. We've got customers. Are the countdown in. has begun. I know, right? We we actually opened early today, so we got new hours this week. Should we announce that real yes. quick? Yeah, because it did the Google hours. The Google hours has screwed up. It hasn't Google, caught up yet. Google always screws up the hours. Come on. All right. <laughs> so Come tonight, on, Google. Yeah, all right. Let's go, Google. Uh, Mondays we're doing uh, this Monday. We're a special two two uh, two p.m. to eight p.m. Uh, we are closed Tuesday. I got to go brew at four forty five a.m. tomorrow yeah. morning. Um, this dude is nonstop. I mean, listen. It's a this dude is like the Tom Brady of, of, of beer making, okay? Like, you don't I'm even sure know. I'm sure you really appreciate that, yeah. too, I mean. You don't even know. Michigan boy right there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't get a lot of sleep. Yeah, Justin calls me an Energizer Bunny. He's like, dude, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. Let's keep going. So. Beer. <laughs> yeah, right, beer. And it's very festive in here, too. You've got the yeah. lights. And, yeah, we got everything decorated. So on Wednesday, we got a rare Wednesday opening for us. So if you're... Uh, Blackout Wednesday. Blackout Wednesday, yep. So we're open 3 to 9 p.m. We're like, like going on a limb here, staying an extra hour open. But, uh, dude, biggest bar night of the year. That's what they say. It is. So, yeah. So, hopefully. Let's go. Maybe so, call an Uber. Yeah. Call an Uber. Yeah. So, we want to be responsible. Evan's speaking for himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you already reserved Call it? it right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we trying here today? We've got two fresh beers here. Yeah. Palum is yeah. the new one, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's start with Palum just from a taste bud standpoint. So, Palum is a brand new beer. Just released this uh, this past Thursday. Hey, guys. Thanks for making yeah. fun of me on the Richter scale today on text, by the way, or yesterday. <laughs> there Using my Richter scale uh, lingo. Thanks, thanks a lot. What is this Love on it. the Richter scale? Julie, you got to try the other one. Uh, this is a this clocks in at an easy drinking five point six. Ah, so right. traditionally, just uh, a regular spoon. Yeah, this is. Yeah. So, but actually, what's really nice about this? We get a lot of our customers that li- love our IPAs, and we're kind of known for a little. A little bit higher octane beers, and uh, so we decided to make it just a nice, easy drinking. This is Palum. Uh, Palum is a basically Amarillo base. It's got a nice uh, little bit of a wheat wheat malt uh, build on the uh, wheat front of it, and then it's Amarillo. So it's a, it's really a single hop uh, IPA. We've been smelling a lot of them. You can have you can have more than two and not be you know. Tell us about the name. That's a great thing. You were going to ask me, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, do I have to geek out, or should I? I was make, ready. Should I make something up? No. No. Come on. Oh, gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a geek here. So I grew up playing a game called Final Fantasy. All right. You know, yeah, you we know, know Final okay. Fantasy. I don't know. Okay. If yeah. Same age group. So I yeah. told you my family. Final okay. Fantasy story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a birthday coming up. That's old. So, so I know Final Fantasy. <laughs> Paloom is a white mage in the in the game, and yeah, I was like a level ninety nine summoner slash nice. like thirty five white mage. I'm geeking out a little bit. So you don't, like Final don't, Fantasy don't better than Contra? Or? Oh yeah, I'm a big Final Fantasy. Wow, fan, so. Contra was my up down up down left right left right. B A select start. Select start. Yeah, dude, That's I know. That. Yeah, I, yeah, listen, I know that code still. I'm a video gamer. Don't tell anybody. My, my wife's embarrassed. You're by just it. telling the entire bar. That's oh, like you're oh, yeah. got a speaker. Going. I forgot we were recording. <laughs> but uh, Paloom is a character in there. But it's actually somebody that just uh, is uh, uh, somebody that uh, shows characters of kindness and caring and uh, um, a healing element that uh, wants to bring good, good, positive vibes into somebody. And that was Paloom. So I wanted. That's kind of what I wanted. 
I want an easy drinking beer that brought good with vibes. Some good vibes in here. Yeah, right with now. some good vibes. So yeah, that's where the name came from. And so geeking out a little bit. Uh, yeah, Palum is uh, from that character. Well, so. this is this is very very nice. Man. Yeah, it's an easy drinker. Yep, easy drinker. Low low IBUs. Right. Remember what IBUs were? On the Richter scale. On the Richter scale. So of bitterness. Low bitterness. Yep. yep. Low bitterness. So it's got a nice little graininess in the front end, and then Amarillo hops uh, on there. But yeah, super super smashable on the smashability. Richter scale. Smashability Richter, Smashability Richter scale. Maybe we have two scales. What, the Richter scale and the Smashability scale? Yeah, Richter is probably, what, higher ABV. Yeah, higher ABV. Smashable is going to be about how many you can drink. There you go. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been selling real well. Uh, I see a few floating out about there, and, uh, yeah, we'll have it hopefully through uh, through the holiday here. What, what, do you, what do you pour the most of right now? Uh, I would say top beers that are pouring just the way, faithfully, Primus, and uh, probably definitely better days. Yeah. All right. We were supposed to make that once, and now we serve it all the time. That's all. So I looked up there, and I, and I said to Evan, I'm like, what, what is this is the way? Have we tried this is the no, way? No, you haven't. So I've got a little surprise. I said, yeah. This is another geek moment, too. Right. This is geeking out. So, yeah. So, so Final Fantasy. On top of being a Final Fantasy guy, yes, I do love Star Wars. Yeah, I watched, all, I watched all the originals. I had this hot crush on Princess Leia. Oh, who didn't? Come on now. Right? Okay. I, I can admit that. How was your pause game, game on VCR? <laughs> Here you, here you go, my man. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, brother. This is the way. This is the way, yeah. So this is the way is a, a New England uh, fantastic beer. Double so dry speaking house. of Star Wars, though, so watch Kenobi. Yes. Yes. I love yeah, Kenobi's the best out of all. Andor? So started it? I haven't no. started it yet. I heard Andor is fantastic, though. So, what does this come in? This is 7.4? 7.4. So a little, wow, I'm surprised I can read that little, from this far. A little higher on the Richter scale. A little higher on the Richter. Well, I mean, still, still not as much. Still though. Still not as much as Faithfully. Well, I figured, well, I figured I'd I mean, do it. Yeah, but the, thing, but the thing again, I mean, we also then need to put in, like, uh, there needs to be an axis for Dangerously Smooth, which... Faithfully, dude? Man. <laughs> you guys like that beer, don't you? You, you do realize that you're going to have to wait till next like Thanksgiving time before it actually comes uh, out again. You know what we're not going to have to wait for for next Thanksgiving? Has the crowd heard? No, I don't know. Should we tell them? We should. Are you guys listening out there? Is anybody listening? Is anybody listening out there? No. Oh, okay. We've got a few people. Well, we've got a major announcement to make. Who wants a major announcement for Westman Brewery? Major announcement for Westman Brewery. Raise your hand if you're listening and you want a major announcement. All right, Abby's chuckling, so I'm going to take that as a hand raise. <laughs> All right, here's Brina, the, thank here, you, Brina. Here's the major announcement. Are you ready? Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. Joy to the... No, just kidding. Oh. But it's actually coming up. I think, yeah, isn't it time to watch Christmas? It's time. Again? Okay. Yes. It's time. So, what do we decide? December 15th? December 15th. December 15th. We, uh, for those that actually follow the brewery, we got a new ice delay coming. So, if you like our ice delay series, I think we're on what, Evan? You got to help me out. Like eight, se- Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, I think it's eight. Um, the boys talked me into making a whipped cherry ice delay. So it Whipped just got cream the king. It, <laughs> it, 
And maybe it's you don't drink seltzer. You're gonna drink this. One. This is a good one. It is gonna be fantastic. So it's got uh, maraschino cherries, uh, uh, a whipped flavor. Oh, maraschino. Oh yeah, not just a regular cherry. We've done a black cherry, but we're doing yes. a maraschino cherry. So Which, we wanted to like up the game. I mean, that's class right there. In December fifteenth, we're gonna have a special like West Wind uh, holiday party, Christmas party that we're gonna actually, ugly I, ugly sweaters. sweaters. I think I got us a Santa too. Oh. <laughs> Surprise for you boys! You didn't even know that. All right, you might as well throw drop yes. a few. You know, I got a, I got, I got a Santa. I got a, I got us a Santa, <laughs> and we're gonna give away a couple gift cards, and we'll release Ice Delay uh, whipped cherry. So we grew this week; it smelled awesome, and uh, the mad scientists back in the the labs of WWB are out there uh, working on it. So. What what all goes into that? Just give us kind of the background of. I mean, are yeah, you really how did get, you, are you guys getting come out up the maraschino cherries? <laughs> are you getting the whipped cream? What are you getting? Yeah, so you know, it, it's 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 interesting when you're making beer and you you make a beer and you gotta like you know think about what you make. You're using a little bit of your experience. I've never made a, a for the record a whipped cream maraschino cherry. That's like, what he's saying for the record. Yeah, for the record, you know, so it can actually turn out to not be that good. But we're, we're gonna go on a we'll go on the record and say we've got a good record of making good stuff. Well, what'd you say? You've done. You've had like one or two bad yeah, batches. I, <laughs> I think in our brewing career, we've had probably two, but we got high expectations for it. So it's uh, yeah. We just think about different things. Um, I did a lot of. I think I texted you and put that in the text. I you know I did a lot of research on things that work. You know, when you're messing with uh, whipped cream, it can get a little crazy. So um, the ice delay. I mean, it's a seltzer for us, but we we keep them on uh, you know on tap all the time. So uh, the watermelon's been doing really good. Everybody seems to love it. Look at you guys got like six drinks. <laughs> yes, I'm tell you what, a void of beers over you, here. You guys are pre, you guys are pre you guys are pre gaming for ice delay with cherry, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're pre gaming for the next uh, USA game yeah, right? here. We're we're not leaving. <laughs> Love it. We got all month. So we do a lot of research, just trying to mix flavors together and stuff, yeah. and try to come up with the perfect recipe. And obviously, everybody's got different taste buds, but we're hoping uh, that it should be pretty good. I think it'll have high expectations and should be uh, super tasty for the holidays. All right, and are you uh, expecting a tasty Michigan win this weekend? Absolutely, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I, I think the Big Blue, I think we talked a little bit about it. I think people are going to win it. I think they're going to win it by, I'm going to go on the record and say, I think they're going to win it by three. That's my official thing. I don't think it'll be With more... Quorum or without? I think it's got to be with Quorum. Yeah, yeah. I think it's with Quorum's got to play. Um, J.J. McCarthy's still playing solid. I mean, I feel, my, my son asked me, hey, do you think they'll, you think McNamara is going to transfer? I'm like, after this season, buddy, we'll take him at Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. You know. <laughs> whatever, we'll take him. Yeah, you know, I mean, but Hoosiers, know. whatever, we'll take him. Obviously, JJ McCarthy's playing very, very well, and how can you not let a kid that's playing play, you know, continue to play that? Yeah. I mean, the guys winning games. I mean, okay, guess what? Last year it was uh, McNamara, and he got us to uh, playoff. Well, this year it's JJ McCarthy, and we're one game, maybe two, with the Big Ten championship away from yep. going to another one. And the Lions, congratulations, and, dude! I'm so pumped. unreal. Jameson Williams coming back from wow. Alabama from the I- injury here, playing Evans Buffalo Bills this weekend. Dude, I know. I, don't worry, I'm going to be sending lots of texts. <laughs> As long as Evan's got that outfit on. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I can't wear the same one last time we were here. No, no, no. The Bills lost. My wife has. My wife took a picture of his outfit yeah. last time. I want you to put, wear that. I'm going to have to change up the jersey, I think, because it matters. <laughs> you know? matter, yeah. you, who you got for your jersey now? Uh, well, I think I had. Stefan Diggs? Did you have I Stephon have Diggs. Diggs. No, I wore Jim Kelly. Oh. So it's probably going to be Diggs. I mean, you know they are. Or I'll wear my. In the Super Bowl. There you go. I'll wear my Little Miss Buffalo. Okay. Sweatshirt. 
Hey, just make sure your, your, your cell phones are available for uh, any sarcastic texts or gifts that get sent. That's an early start, too. <laughs> I mean. We're going to be back here on the Varsity Brews podcast. I know these folks aren't going anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back with our two-minute drill, our yeah. predictions for Notre Dame football. Ooh, sounds good. When we come back. All right, so we have a new segment here on the Varsity Brews podcast that's called Julia's Uncut Gems, <laughs> where she comes in with, like, a random take, and we're all just shocked out of our minds. Yes, and we have... <laughs> what? Are you... Are you... Critiquing? My husband's looking over my shoulder right now. I just want to see what you're going to read. Newlyweds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. I know. Must be nice. Oh, my gosh, you guys. <laughs> Okay, so did you know someone actually paid $10,000 for invisible artwork? What is invisible artwork? Well, the word invisible means you can't see it, and artwork is... So some artist, <laughs> he got art- commissioned yeah. for it's some artwork. Julia's Uncut oh, Gems Sharpie. Yeah, not, Get the rest of the Evans. Oh. Not Evans <laughs> Uncut Gems. Wow. Cut, babe, no, it's fine. Do you want to do it? Okay, just kidding. Babe, uh, in come, our, on, babe. <laughs> come on, babe. Come on, babe. 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 <laughs> an art collector once paid $10,000 for a non-visible sculpture created by actor James Franco. <laughs> So what? Is this like a new, like, white on white? Like, I mean, what? I don't know. The artwork... I mean, you could just present, like, a box of right. air. Yeah, Clear exactly. box. Look at my drawings. <laughs> so I got to ask you, because I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to, like, up my investor game. Is this, like, an NFT type That's thing? That's literally what I was thinking, but Ooh. I didn't want to sound old. Okay, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beer geek out a little bit, and I, and I, bought a, I bought a Goose Island NFT and paid $499 for it, and I didn't even know what I bought. So is it worth something? I guess. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. I need is somebody that a to good investment? I don't think I don't know. Doing very well. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know what he bought. Is that a good investment? So, but guys, listen. The artwork is billed as an endless tank of oxygen. See, that's what it kind of sounds like. Wow, this, this is yeah. getting sounds more like an interesting. It's and cold more air. Interesting. We're breathing some now for free. <laughs> so, so wow. didn't know that. If you didn't know, well, now you know. <laughs> Julia's Uncut Gems, everybody. We'll be back on the Varsity Brews Podcast. The Varsity Brews Podcast is brought to you by Rustic Rocks. And Gabe, our good buddy, is here to talk about it. Yeah, I've been uh, been very blessed in my career. I've been given opportunities that I didn't try to go after. They were just given to me. And um, I've been able to build the Wellfield Botanic Gardens. And I got to help in the Japanese garden in there, and I got to build the children's garden and quite a few others. But what I really love to do is just design unique outdoor living spaces for families, beautiful driveways, nice places for people to relax with their family on the weekends so they don't have to travel. It's cool to be able to give back to the home, the town I grew up in. If you want to see uh, some of the work that he does, it's incredible. Rustic Rocks, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, yep. you're all over social media. Give us those, yeah. uh, where yeah. to go. All you got to do is uh, go to Instagram and type in Rustic Rocks. Well, thank you so much uh, for being the sponsor on this show. Rustic Rocks. Go Irish. Go Irish. Bringing you the Varsity Brews Podcast. I spilled beer on the board. Go figure. 
But the funny thing about that was the one rule that I got when I came on this podcast or was I, as a guest was I said, don't get, has spill any beer on the board. And I'm like, I have like done an awesome job. I just want to point that out. What about Evan? Wow. I spilled all the beer into my mouth. Wow. Evan, have you spilled any beer on the board? Just into my mouth. That's it. <laughs> Boy, that's a, a, a tough crowd. It leaves here. only one person left. Put two minutes on the clock. Oh, it's a right. two-minute drill here on the Varsity Brew. Did I spill all my beer, by the way, or is that yours? Oh, no, that's yours. This is yours right here. Oh, good. Let's put, do it. Put two minutes on the clock. X Factor, who you got? Notre Dame football this week, USC. I'm going first. How are you? I, yeah, sure, I can. Um, quick draw? Who's yeah, quick draw. Hey, I mean, you know, Notre Dame coming off a big win. I mean, you know, smacking them. I mean, putting on as many points as they did. I mean, that's smacking, you know. So Smackdown. Smackdown, right? So I think that the Irish continue to click along. Um, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm liking USC, you know, the game. They're favored right now by five. I know, you know. So, I mean, it's kind of that letdown game. I, you know, I'm going to stir the pot a little. I've, I've kind of gone with Notre Dame you the have. entire season so but I just, you don't need them now i don't it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a michigan fit for you use them when you got them it's cheered for them a couple yeah times. right cheered for them a couple of times uh, but yeah I, boy you know, buddy i thought you were on my side here what's going on i just think that uh usc is playing well right now if you if you look at what they're doing uh and i think that notre dame uh will continue to just you know make make, make they've, they've they've made the necessary adjustments to be competitive right they're clicking along i mean obviously is it home? No, it's away. It's away. No, it's yeah. at, it's at yeah, uh, the Coliseum. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously... Those Cal it. teams never come to South Bend. Yeah, right. After I mean, mid-October. I'm not even going to say the word. Hey, how, how, it's a holiday weekend. Travels, you know, kids are tired. You know, they're emotional from having, you know, parents calling them and all that stuff. I, mean, I think all that stuff goes into play, but I just, I don't know. I think USC is actually, I think they're, you know, a good good football team. And I think even though Notre Dame had a good good win there, I, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. And uh, I'm going to say they're going to lose by seven. That's my guess. All right. So you think USC covers the spread yep. and they get it done at home? Correct. <laughs> Evan. All right. Well, I've got Notre Dame. And we oh, talked about it earlier. Man, like, check got, one, check got, high. Well, I mean, I, I was at the time I was speaking based off he what I saw. He never picks Notre Dame. Never. That's not true. Come on now. How many times have you picked Notre Dame this year? Uh, I, I picked him to beat Clemson. Did he? Yes. Yeah, I he picked him to lose to okay. North Carolina. All right. Yeah, he might I picked have. him to he lose to North yes, Carolina. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I think I picked him to beat Syracuse. And Stanford. That's maybe debatable. Oh, yeah. And Marshall. <laughs> so what you're saying is you've been wrong about every pick. No, I have not been wrong. I said I picked him to beat Clemson. Come on. The biggest one of the year. So, no. Based on what I had saw at the time, I mean, you know, I didn't think they were going to beat North Carolina. I, I had some question marks against Syracuse. Um, but... I think that at this point now they've they've established what their identity is on the offensive side of the football that's running the ball. They have to just hand the ball to Diggs and Estime and Tyree in some special situations. I think if they're able to do that, which USC's defense just gave up 45 points, even though they created three interceptions, still gave up 45 points. I don't think Notre Dame is going to turn the ball over at that rate just because they're not going to put Pine in those situations to do that. So if Notre Dame's able to stick to that game plan... As long as you have Benjamin Morrison. Well, yeah. Now, if now if Notre Dame's defense or special teams, we could say, you get a blocked punt, 
or you get at least an interception, it changes the complexion of this game right. based on what this Irish offense has been doing. Right. So I'm going to say Notre Dame 30-24. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that USC are frauds. This Ooh. is one of my passionate takes. Nice. You, you love yeah, these I can, tell. You I can lo- see it in your eye, man. Yeah, you love these passionate takes. Listen. I think USC, they're frauds. They're worse than Clemson, worse than North Carolina. Oh, wow. I don't think USC, when you look at the landscape of college football, the Pac-12 is easy ground. And Notre Dame has figured out how to win. And they're going to go on the road, and they're going to pick off this one. Two, at least two touchdowns. Caleb Williams wow. on the road. Fourteen points. Wow. Fourteen points. I mean, Benjamin Morrison's going to find his way to the football <laughs> at some point during the game. I hope he gets on that plane. They need him. I mean, freshman of the year in college football, and Drew Pine is getting it done. I mean, Michael Mayer continues to get open, whether triple teams, quadruple teams, whatever. He's finding a way to get the football to him. They are going to stay if they win. No, no chance. Okay. Oh, Zero chance. <laughs> this is his he last only, regular we, season. We've decided he's only game. playing okay. in the bowl game if they play LSU. All right. <laughs> I like That's those it. odds. That's it. That's, That's it. right. We got a Notre Dame LSU fan out here. Okay. That's what I'm talking about, gentlemen. Notre Dame gets it done, plays LSU in a bowl game in late December. Let's see it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we've got the whip delay coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, ice delay, whip cherry, uh, varsity bruise it in. Whip delay. I could just call it a whip delay. Whip, whip, whip delay. Whip, cherry whip, whip dream bikini. <laughs> whip, whip cherry, varsity bruise edition, December the 15th. will be on the front of the can. Make sure you come yeah, out to West Wind. We're going to actually do it live. There'll be a couple gift cards we'll give away, maybe. A couple freebies. Might have a uh, WWE Santa show up. Handing out a couple freebies. You never know. Listen, it's going to go down December 15th here at the brewery in Elkhart. Let's go. Gentlemen, cheers. 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 Where's your empty beer? Cheers. Thanks so much. Enjoy the Varsity Brews podcast live from Westland Brewery.